Today, I'm reading an adult story for mature listeners. If that's not your cup of tea, or there are youngsters listening, you can skip this one, and there'll be a new story for you next time. You're listening to The Voice of Dog. I'm Kaki, your faithful fireside companion, and today's story is the first of two parts of A City Wolf Joins the Pack by Fox Fox, who enjoys writing shamelessly smutty furry science fiction stories, many of which are set in the vassalized earth setting he created. You can read more of his raunchy filth on his Sofurry profile. Please enjoy A City Wolf Joins the Pack by Fop Fox, part one of two. Most folks drop out after a week, you know. My hackles raised, and I looked away from the rolling fields of corn and toward the middle-aged wolfess sitting next to me on the bus. She hadn't said a word on the entire three-hour ride until now, and I found myself anxiously staring at her and then back down at the brochure crumpled up in my paws. "'Kind of funny folk, you know,' she snorted, her thick sunglasses glaring as the sun bounced off of them. "'I ain't for most people. Make damn good bacon, though, I tell you what.' "'Oh, yes!' I flattened out the brochure, showing off the familiar art of two naked wolves staring solemnly toward me. "'The pack welcomes you!' it said at the top of the brochure. I've had their meat at the artisan's grocer. Their applewood bacon paired well with an excellent glass of Shiraz they had on the display there. The wolfess pushed her shades up and stared at me with astonished blue eyes. Oh, my lord, she chortled. They're gonna eat you alive, city wolf. City wolf. I frowned and turned away from the wolf, who had begun to cackle, trying my best to lose myself in the endless rows of corn. Soon the corn would end, and then we would be in the forest. My new home. The bus service to my destination, it turned out, was not quite complete, ending a good three miles away from where I intended to go. I tried to object to the bus driver, a baggy-eyed human who was in no mood to entertain my concerns this early in the morning, and he all but picked me up by the scruff of the neck and tossed me out onto the dirt. As I scrambled to my feet, I snarled, growling deeply at the backside of the bus as it sped away. Back in the city, it would have been extremely rude for me to do that and terribly inappropriate to other species around who might get intimidated by such a display of aggression. But it didn't matter now. I was going to be a real wolf, not some city wolf. I sniffed, breathing in the sweet smell of pine. I was surrounded by towering trees, bristling bushes, and the sounds of birds chirping. It was true. My nose was not exactly as woven as it should be. I could tell the difference between a 2018 Cedar Grove Malbec and a 2019 just by smelling it, but so could many of the humans I was friends with. They called me their big friendly guard wolf when we went out on the town last time. Until that moment, I hadn't really considered myself different. Either way, the walk through the forest was quite invigorating. I felt like I was going on a journey— I was starting to see why some of my friends were fond of roughing it, and this gave me renewed hope in my quest. Hiking signs pointed the way through the dirt trail, counting down the miles, and my anticipation welled up so much in my chest that I felt like I was going to burst. I nearly yelped when I saw a tall fence make itself seen through the tall brush, and I burst through the woods, leaping through a bush and landing on top of a concrete parking lot. Before I could process anything, my right ear twitched at the sound of a thick rumbling. Turning slowly, I saw a big white wolf. His yellowed fangs were bared, and he was peering down at me. We're close to the public until noon, the wolf snapped his jaws, flicking spittle at me. 
He pointed the claw past me, and I looked to my left. There was indeed a paved road going through the trees in the opposite direction. Why the bus driver did not care to tell me about that, I do not know. Oh, I'm not a visitor. I'm an applicant. I held my paw out. My name is Cornelius White, and I'd like to live like my ancestors did. By the moon, not another one. The white wolf's nose twitched, and he brushed aside my paw, leaning in with his nose and sniffing my neck. I giggled as his wet nose trailed along the side of my muzzle, until it reached my nose, and he forced my mouth open with his tongue, lapping at the roof of my mouth. I yelped and pushed myself away from the wolf, spitting onto the ground. His breath was rancid, and it was clear by his yellow teeth that brushing his fangs was not his forte. "'What the hell are you doing?' "'This is how members of the pack greet each other,' the white wolf snorted. "'That's a good way to spread a cold.' Two days,' the wolf snorted, and casually scratched at his crotch. I must admit, I was momentarily transfixed on his sheath, which was quite thick and covered in soft white fur. Clearly the pack lifestyle had some benefits to certain areas. Uh, "'Ah?' I blurted out, the second I was no longer distracted. Two days, and then you leave,' his tail lashed. "'You're not going to last longer than that.' "'I beg to differ.' "'You'll be begging to leave in two days.' The wolf began walking toward the fence, and beckoned me to follow. His tail was stiff, covering up his well-toned rear, much to my chagrin. "'So,' I ventured as the wolf unlatched the tall front gate, "'what do we do first? Howling, play-fighting, hunting, perhaps?' "'Liability signing,' the wolf grumbled and pulled the gate open, revealing a twin pair of ticket booths on the left, along with a small portable on the right that wouldn't have looked out of place at an underfunded elementary school. "'Pardon me?' I tilted my head. "'Go!' the wolf snarled, and pointed to the rickety wooden stairs leading up to the portable door. "'This isn't quite what I imagined,' I muttered, still tilting my head to let the wolf know I was confused. I would have never done this back in the city, but this was what wolves did, yes?' "'Just go!' the white wolf huffed. "'Your alpha commands you!' "'Oh!' I lowered my gaze and tucked my tail between my legs. "'I had no idea—go! Yes, Alpha!' I sprang onto the stairs, catching my toes beneath the step and falling snout-first onto the landing. I pushed myself to my feet, ignoring the Alpha shaking his head at me, and jumped into the open doorway. "'Applicant Cornelius White, here on orders from the Alpha!' My jaw dropped before I could properly supplicate myself when I caught sight of an obese sleeping she-wolf with three tiny cubs covered in black fuzz crawling over her ample rows of milk-inflated bosoms. Snorting, the wolf's eyes lazily opened and the cubs began whining as they suckled at her teats. She rolled her chair forward, reaching around the cubs to shuffle some papers. "'Right!' her maw lazily opened in a yawn, revealing many missing teeth in the front. "'Did you just say Alpha?' "'Uh, yeah.' I cleared my throat and looked out nervously through the door. The wolf from before was missing. White fur, uh, yellow teeth. Moon fur. <laughs> she snorted. He was probably just trying to get rid of you, city wolf. Alphas are the eldest member of the pack, and our current one is very much an elder. He's not giving out orders to tourists any time soon. I'm not a tourist. I want to live here. Aha. Uh-huh. She continued to shuffle papers, occasionally patting one of her cubs when they whined. "'Cute cubs. What are they named?' I asked. "'We don't name them until we're sure they'll live.' I bit my lip. "'Does that happen a lot?' Rolling her eyes, the she-wolf dropped the pen and began pointing at each one of her bare teats that weren't currently being suckled on. 
Distemper, distemper, measles, eaten by hogs. She pointed to the last breast. Sold to a city wolf couple. It was a weak cub. I would have eaten him otherwise, put him out of his misery. I tried to hide my anxiety, but I could not stop myself from licking my lips. Thankfully, there were no humans around to mistake this wolven expression of nervousness for appetite. Life can be hard out here, I see, I whispered. And that's why we have these. She slapped a series of papers in front of me before planting a pen atop them. What are these regarding, anyway? Liability waivers. While here, you might be subject to biting, claw wounds, hunting-related injuries, and what you city wolves might consider sexual assault. Signing these means you cannot bring charges of any sort before the pack, and we're free from any responsibility for your physical and mental health. Sexual assault? I repeat, what you city wolves might consider sexual assault. Humping the rear of a disobedient member of the pack is not a sexual act, it's a disciplinary act. We won't let you in as an applicant unless you sign and accept this. All right, well, fair enough. I began scratching my name down. While you're an applicant, you're free to leave whenever you like, and we can expel you at any point. Refusing to obey pack rules and not submitting to disciplinary action properly will result in expulsion. You may not use any non-approved technology, and this includes the use of clothes, which you will need to take off right now or face disciplinary action. She timed those words up to the moment I scratched my last signature down and I stood up, rushing to shimmy out of my designer jeans and throw off my tall-collared shirt. It felt surprisingly natural when my junk was exposed to the stale air of the portable. Whatever sexual implication being nude had was completely undone by doing it in the company of a very sexually unappealing nursing wolf. I was home now. The pack is napping in the commons. Go join them. Turn right after leaving and keep going straight until you find the sleeping wolves. Yes! I exclaimed, smiling. Thank you for everything. Aha! Uh-huh. I just about hopped out of the portable and leaped down the steps. The ground felt cold and wet on my pads, but it was only a minor bit of discomfort compared to what would soon be a life full of excitement. Before I could bound down to the right, I noticed the white wolf, Moonfur, leaning against the side of the portable, looking down at me from across his snout. You signed? I nodded. In an instant, the wolf swung around me and grabbed me by the hips. Pushing me forward, I braced my palms against the portable and I felt his strong hips grind against my ass. When your pack mate gives you an order, his chest growled as he leaned in and nipped me on the back of the neck, the whole while humping my rear. You listen. Moonfur suddenly stopped. I felt his hot breath gush against my fur as he sniffed me, and then his heavy paw felt up my crotch, which, as it happened, had grown a little stiff from the stimulation. "'By the moon!' Moonfur jumped back and quickly bounded away from me. "'Another pervert!' I was left with my tail sticking up, still leaning against the portable, and not quite sure what to do. Though I retained a bit of anxiety and uncertainty after that uncomfortable little encounter with Moonfur, I was mostly over it. His reaction to my unexpected bit of enthusiasm between my thighs were not exactly flattering, but I was not naive enough to not realise he didn't exactly like me at this point.' So, I decided to put Moonfur aside and work on endearing myself to the rest of the pack, ideally a member with better dental hygiene. I could practically taste the gingivitis when he licked the inside of my mouth, and let me tell you, it tasted worse than that peach saison that Vulpine Independent Brewing Union made in the summer of 2015. A most overly tart ale with a disturbingly out-of-place oaky tinge that would be more in place with a fine red wine than a fruity ale. I tried my best to put such thoughts of craft beer and fine wine out of my head. Such things were behind me now, 
No more would I bloat my belly with overpriced beer at my neighborhood brew pubs with my chums. I was a true wolf now. A series of howls rung out nearby, and I attempted to return the favor with my own bellowing, which sadly seemed to do nothing but silence the singers. Perhaps they didn't want to sing along with a stranger. That was okay. I would prove myself. The first pair of grey wolves huddling together in sleep came into view, shortly followed by the rest of the pack. Their heads lazily tilted up, and countless pairs of indifferent eyes were staring at me. Most were sleeping in pairs or groups of threes, though a few wolves were alone. I awkwardly waved at the pack. "'Hello, I'm, uh, I'm an applicant.' They continued staring at me in silence. "'I'm just—' I pointed at the ground and began sitting down. "'I'm just going to lay down here, uh, if anyone wants to snug, uh—' I patted the ground and instantly winced internally, fully aware of how awkward I was coming across. "'Yeah, uh, right here, my—' "'Bachelor pad, or, uh, no friend pad.' "'One wolf yawned, but the rest continued to stare. "'I'm going to, uh, go to sleep now.' "'Slowly I lowered myself down onto the dew-damp grass and curled up. "'My fur felt wet and sticky with dirt, "'but I knew that it was all part of the process of learning how to live like wolves did centuries ago. "'My nose was cold, and it hurt.' If I was back home, I could have slipped it under my 500-thread-count feline cotton sheets and kept it warm. There were no such sheets here to hide under. How did the pack manage it? Before I could get up and interrupt the pack's sleep once again, a grey footpole landed in the dirt across from my snout. The wolf it belonged to collapsed onto the ground next to me, wrapped his arms against me, and brought my face into his chest. His fur tickled my nose, but it began to warm up, and his scent was quite exhilarating. "'earthy and with a spicy musk, not unlike a nice bottle of—' "'Why are you here, city wolf?' the wolf whispered to me "'as I felt his paws stroking the back of my neck. "'I grumbled a bit, but that quickly turned into a soft whine "'when his claws scratched the base of my ear. "'My name is Cornelius.' "'Mine's Arun,' the wolf let out a slight howl when pronouncing his name. "'Arun?' I replied back. "'Arun!' he emphasized the howl a bit more. <coughs> my chest seized up, and I coughed. "'You'll get used to it.' Arun shifted away from me a bit, holding my paw in his. His muzzle was broad and unmarked with scars unlike many of the other wolves. His grey fur glistened in the early morning sun, and his eyes were mismatched, one olive green and the other glacier blue. A smirk grew on the youthful wolf's face. "'So, why are you here?' "'I—' I cleared my throat— I wasn't happy where I was in the city. I read about the pack and thought it sounded nice. A simpler life, you know. Is that how you outsiders view it? Have you lived here your entire life? Arun nodded. Well, things are complicated in the city. Rent, bills, work. I paused. Technology has ruined us, I think. Too many cars belching fumes into the air. Everyone's attached to their cell phones, myself included. I felt the best way to go forward was to go back. Back towards the way wolves used to live. How we were meant to. Arun tilted his head to the side. Do... I coughed. I'm sorry. Uh, do you not know what a cell phone is? I'm sorry. This must be... <laughs> Laughing, Arun punched me in the shoulder. We get tourists coming here every day, taking our pictures and whatnot with those things. They seem happy enough to me. They're not, believe me, I objected. 
I thought I was happy once in the same lifestyle, but here I am now. I'm going to join the pack and live a simple life with no technology. Uh, no technology? Arun asked. I think you might... A piercing howl rang out in the field, and Arun jumped to his feet, along with the other groups of wolves. Well, you'll find out in a bit. Come see me before you drop out, okay? I shall not drop out! I shot back, as I slipped while writing myself, and Arun caught me by the wrist, stopping me from falling. The grey wolf helped me to my feet, and I smiled. Thank you. Good luck, Cornelius, Arun grinned, showing off his pearly white fangs. You're gonna need it. This was the first of two parts of A City Wolf Joins the Pack by Fop Fox, read for you by Kaki, your faithful fireside companion. Tune in next time to find out how Cornelius manages to find his place in the pack. As always, you can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.